Welcome back to the Dad and Rock podcast. This is Sean. And this is Chris. Hey, we're back at it again after a small hiatus. How you doing? Oh, uh, yeah, same old, same old. There's kids going back to school, ending the summer, tearing down the pool. You, you know the works. Oh, yeah. Lots been going on the last couple of weeks. Stuff we've missed as far as pop culture news. We'll get into it. But yeah, kids are back to school. How's Zach doing with it? Uh, you know, I have to give my school district here a big, big thumbs up, honestly. Uh, today was the first day back, and I was weary just because how you know things went come spring break and the fourth quarter yeah. of last year. Uh, but this year they logged in. There was clear directions. Went right to a Zoom classroom. The teacher was there. His kid, uh, his other students were there. Kept them really engaged, and they kind of worked them into it slowly. They gave them like a thirty minute break in a spot where in the schedule there wasn't an actual break built in. But uh. And they got done a little earlier, and I told them, I said, you know, don't expect that. And, you know, they're just kind of gradually getting you used to it again. And, you know, once you're up and running, uh, it'll be an easy thing. So I was, I was very impressed in the way things went today. Oh, excellent. Yeah, my daughter's back to Verona. She was working with the iPad for about a week, and then finally we got a Chromebook for her from the school, which, uh, well, I mean, it's not as nice. It's kind of a junky, you could tell it's a junky used Chromebook, um, but I like having a dedicated thing for her to just take back and forth as opposed to taking her iPad to school. I don't know, because <laughs> she had her all her games and stuff on there, too. I didn't want her playing Roblox after she was supposed to be doing schoolwork. Yeah, uh, so far, so good, except, for, so she's at daycare and they they had this option to basically pay a premium like an extra $25 a week and they would actually sit down and, and do the schoolwork with them which me and uh, Christina we were like oh okay yeah let's do that let's go ahead and do it uh, because you know Christina was kind of like pulling her hair out towards the end of last year well, I know the feeling <laughs> yeah so we went with that option and uh, some days it's cool and everything gets done and other days like nothing gets done so it's really inconsistent but I mean, it's a it's a new thing, so I guess I can't gripe that much. Everyone's kind of learning at a different rate. Yeah. That's uh, kind of interesting that the school's giving you an option to be even do that, seeing that they're going to try to pick that up. Yeah, I don't know if I would uh, use my daycare for that, <laughs> for those uh, those reasons, but, you know, everyone's kind of in a, a weird spot as we start school now. Yeah, it's back to school time, so that means summer's almost over, uh, and I think your pool's coming down, isn't it? Yeah, we went ahead and took it down. I mean, the, the weather, when we were in the 90s today, I think 90s tomorrow. So temperature in like middle of the day is still high. But when that temperature drops to like 60s and the 50s at night, the pool, I mean, that pool water just cannot recover. And it gets cold yeah. and there's no getting back in it. So we went <laughs> ahead and, uh, well, I should say there's no getting back in it for adults. Right. Uh, the kids, uh, they don't feel the cold yet, which I, I'm not sure what, what point they will. But I know it comes eventually. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, we we tore it down. Uh, it was more of a two-day takedown. The the little drain feature they have on the side comes out really slow, and Janessa was kind of worried about me flooding the backyard and then in turn flooding the house. So I took my time with it until the point where I got impatient with it and started unplugging different spots of it and uh, you know flooding the yard. Yeah. But uh, luckily, it never got to the house. But man, I once I went ahead and I rolled it up and cleaned it out and put the baby powder and everything all over it to yeah. go ahead and uh, you know keep it dry throughout the winter. Man, where the pool was, it smells terrible. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, it smells like, these are Zach's words, it smells like goats back here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's down. I mean, it was was a little more of a beast to take down than it was to put up. Right. But all in all, I mean, there's really no complaints with that thing. That That was pretty awesome. 
Yeah, it was a heck of a little boon during the summer where you guys were kind of stuck, especially, you know, recently with the quarantine. We mentioned last episode, it's been a couple of weeks. How's it going with that? Uh, luckily, uh, everything, everyone's fine. Uh, Skylar, play, you know, just plowed through it. It just, I started to feel kind of bad for her because, you know, she wanted to get outside. She wanted to do things. Right. I can see it in her eyes. She'll go to the door. She wants to go for bike rides. Basically, everything that we would do prior and eventually, you know, being able to open it up and say, yeah, you know, let's go. Yeah. So we decided to go ahead and take them to the the Columbus Zoo. I mean, we've been there uh, quite a few times now. I was actually looking at my mountain. I've been there since we bought the passes. Mm-hmm. I've been there seven times. Oh, wow. And it's like an hour and a half drive for us. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, it's a fun trip. I mean, it, you're outside. It's, they keep the, the number of people in the zoo low. So even on the holiday weekend here, we went, we went on the Sunday. So it wasn't like it was the, the Saturday. Yeah. But it was still lower. It was still manageable. It was, it was more crowded than we've seen in the past just because of the holiday. But uh, the kids love it. we got characters drawing of ourselves here, uh, face painting. You know, we kind of we, we made a big deal out of it because we haven't really done it uh, to that extent since we've been there. The kids got on rides. It was the first time they got on like rides all summer and it was the last day of the summer. Yeah. So uh, just seeing that excitement in their eyes, which I typically see a lot, uh, was cool to see at least once. Oh, definitely. It's something that uh, we've enjoyed doing in the past quite a bit. We usually get the zoo passes each year and go quite a few times. Right now they have like, uh, they typically have anyway, like a boo at the zoo where kids dress up in costumes and we've done that a few times too. But uh, you know, one day we'll get back there when everything's uh, said and done. Hopefully, zoos across the country are able to keep operational with the, the lack of patrons <laughs> over the summer. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's hard telling. I know definitely with Columbus. I mean, that's the only one I've got, you know, any experience with. It seems like there is a, a decent amount of people there. Uh, it's, I hate to say, a hit or miss when right. it comes to the masks outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, inside where they are required, uh, I don't see too many people kind of uh, just disregarding. It's kind of weird when it says you got to wear one in the restroom. I know I've kind of not done that a couple times, but more on accident than anything. <laughs> just because <laughs> I got to pee. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a weird summer. Uh, I don't know if I'm something to say. I'm glad it's over because I barely feel like it started. Yeah. But but I know here in the Midwest, I mean, once once that holiday hits, you know, fall hits fast. Yeah, it sure does. Uh, so for anybody kind of paying attention to the show here uh, over the last few episodes, you might be aware that I moved recently. I'm I'm fully moved into my new place and I got a new setup. I went ahead and uh, splurged a little bit on Amazon. I got myself a new desk and uh, some new monitors and uh, anyway, a whole new setup. <laughs> yeah. So um, you and I both have, uh, you know, pretty good webcams going forward. Maybe that's something that we'll be both be using in the future towards dad and rock efforts, but uh, yeah, you and I both got new setups. Yeah, it's actually nice dual monitors. I mean, when I went from my Mac to back to a uh, PC with Windows, yep. uh, it's been a little bit of a struggle because, you know, once you get used to one thing, trying to go back to the other. But uh, some of the things were like an old hat. It's like getting around, looking at some things. So the familiarity of, you know, years upon years of just using Windows. Right was coming back to me at a certain point. I'm thankful to be, uh, I fully moved in. I still have a bunch of boxes that need to be gone through and stuff to be sorted out and put in spots, but I'm working through it. I'm happy the the hard work is done, honestly, because those few days really took it out of me. <laughs> the One of the first things I did uh, like lifting a box out of storage, like the first day we were moving and putting on the truck, I tweaked my back. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> this is how this is going to go, huh? And just, nothing you can do but just work through it. So Yeah, no, I was going to bring my back brace with me when I came down. <laughs> <laughs> well, we see how far that got. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't get out of my closet. Remember to lift with your back with a jerking motion. And you'll be fine. <laughs> and twist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. So uh, it sounds like we both had a lot going on here the last weekend. Yeah. You also went out of town, didn't you? It's like you, you figured you didn't have enough going on with moving and everything. You decided, you know what? Let's go on a little mini vacation, too. Oh, I know. Well, we had a, a trip planned to uh, Red River Gorge here in Kentucky, a cabin that was already booked. Uh, we had a trip planned with our, our friends here locally. And, uh, you know, we weren't about to say no, even though we were tired and c- could have used that weekend to, you know, unpack and stuff. Uh, we wanted to get away. It was kind of nice. So, yeah, we went to Red River Gorge and we went on a little bit of a hike, less than a mile, so nothing crazy, to uh, see some excellent views and souvenir shop. And there was this thing called the Sky Lift, which was kind of like a, uh, you know, a ski lift where it's a little bench that two people sit on and kind of carry you up uh, into the mountain there. Uh, Christina was not a fan. <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't see her remotely even sitting on that. So I'm shocked that she, she did. You know, got on the thing. She pushed through and I had to console her the entire time. And then on the way down with the thing, she actually enjoyed herself. She was like, oh, the way down was a lot better than the way up. <laughs> we got to uh, give her a high five from me. So <laughs> Yeah. So uh, maybe I'll post some pictures on her Instagram of uh, some of the uh, landscape shots and stuff uh, from this weekend. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. So you're much nicer than me. I would have been taking pictures of her while we're going up. <laughs> uh, oh, I forced a couple selfies. <laughs> nice. Now, they're the pictures we want to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so while this is all going on, man, we had some pretty somber news hit us. This was uh, this was completely out of the blue because I remember I seen it, and I was trying to verify it. Like when I first seen something come across Facebook, you, you don't trust your first glimpse of Facebook. Right. So the first thing I did is I looked at that, then I tried to go to like CNN, then I went to Fox, and then I went to, like, I even went as far as going to BuzzFeed, just trying to verify it. And I guess I got it so quick, nobody had anything out on it yet. Oh, wow. And, and what I'm talking about here is uh, the passing of uh, Chadwick Boseman, yeah. which I didn't even know he was sick. And apparently nobody really, unless you were on his, like, inner circle, right, knew he was sick. He never addressed it. He never did anything with uh, with his colon cancer. Yeah, it was crazy news. I found out about it uh, the first day that we were moving, kind of in the midst of everything. It was really sad. Just, uh, you know, the more I kind of heard about it, how, like you said, he was sick for a while. And people were just kind of assumed that he was losing weight for a role, uh, kind of like a method actor thing. But um, after the fact, I mean, I've seen a few videos that he was in, uh, social media videos, and he gave a, a, a speech, a presentation speech, I think giving an award to Denzel Washington. And you could... You could really see it. I mean, he was thin. He 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 actually looked like he was sick. So, uh, man, it's a tough loss. Like it it hit me in a weird way. Um, one that he was so young. I mean, you and I are pretty close to forty three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I mean, for colon cancer to just uh do what it did to somebody so young, uh, it's just a crazy thing. And the fact that I mean, he you know he wasn't on my radar you know for a long time i knew that he played in that movie jackie or you know 42 where he played uh, jackie robinson he played james brown in that biopic i was somewhat aware of him and then of course black panther came out and just kind of took the world by storm and he became a household name pretty quick and i just uh, didn't realize the the hole that he would leave by uh by leaving this earth man it was tough yeah no i was i was shocked I mean, I was just kind of, like I said, I was going through, I was trying to verify things. And once I kind of seen that what it was, I think the first person I reached out to was you. I was like, dude, did you hear this? Yeah. And so I'm going through things and it's like, like you're saying, I, I can't say that I know a whole lot of his work. I mean, to be right. completely honest with you, I'm a huge baseball fan. So I'm shocked. I've never seen 42. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just the, the, uh, the importance, I think is the best way to put it. 
Oh yeah. Of his role in Black Panther, it has become iconic. And it's one of those things that where do you go from here? It's like, I mean, a lot of people were talking about, you know, it's way too early to be, you know, to be talking about what do they do with like Black Panther just because he just passed. And that was really the, the, their first thoughts, not, you know, I feel sorry for his family or anything down those lines. The, their thoughts went immediately to like, you know, the movie. What, what do we do with that character? Yeah. And I was like, because I listened to another podcast as well. And that was kind of their biggest gripe. It was like, man, let's just give it a minute. You know, let's kind of look at him for a second, not a character that he played. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, uh, I, you, you've got to be sensitive to, you know, this, he was a real person with real family and, and it was a real loss. Um, although, I mean, I think there is a deeper conversation to be had and you kind of touched on it where, you know, little kids of color were able to see somebody that looked like them up on the big screen and they were, you know, for kind of for the first time almost. I mean, you had Blade and stuff in the past, but nothing like this character which was just like big, black, beautiful, like the whole movie, the whole cast, the whole production. Like, you know what I mean? It was just like black through and through. <laughs> and, you know, they could just have so much pride in it. And, and you know, like I said, Kids of Color could look up to this character and, and see themselves and, and feel that same kind of power that you and I did with Batman and Superman since we were kids. You know what I mean? So... I don't know. It is a it's it's a loss in the acting community. It's a loss for his family for sure. But I think it is worth discussing. Just kind of a loss in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Just like I, it, it, my opinion, I don't think they should recast at all. I think he was T'Challa, and they did a good enough job introducing us to the world surrounding Black Panther with his family and the other tribes in Wakanda. I think there's a way where you have one of those other characters take the mantle without kind of, you know, just putting a new face on T'Challa. I don't think I'd want to see that. Yeah, I'm kind of the same mindset there. I feel like his character and what he meant to that character is too big to go ahead and recast, kind of like, uh, you know, with the Hulk when it was Edward Norton to Mark Ruffalo. So, I mean, I mean that one there has been so far back. I mean, that that's not really the same. I mean, there's no there was no cultural, like, shift in yeah. that character. So the first time you've seen him in Captain Captain America Civil War, I mean, everyone kind of got that feeling. This is going to be a big character and you're waiting for his own movie. And his own movie was huge. Oh, yeah. So it's just, I don't want to see him changed. I kind of want to almost feel like it's appropriate to follow what the uh, the comics already have set up for it. And they showed him sh- saving that one flower in the, the in Black Panther. Yeah. So essentially, they I mean, they're going to redo the, you know, the garden there so they can have more you know, Black Panthers in the future. And I think his Siri, his sister, I think would be the clear way forward. I think definitely seeing that will give now not only a it'll be a strong woman of color, yeah, exactly. in that position now. So you'd have both him and then her following it up. Yeah, I think that could work. I mean, Shuri was kind of a standout character uh, from the movie, or was our introduction to her, and everybody was like just thinking, like, oh, what could this character do? I mean, this character mm-hmm. could interact with Spider-Man. This character could go any number of places in the universe. Uh, just kind of the adventures of Shuri, you know, that would be kind of neat. But, uh, yeah, I think you're right. They, they need to expand the kind of the Wakandan people and, and those legends, and they can uh, definitely kind of proceed without recasting. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see what they decide to do. Uh, maybe they think the the character of T'Challa is, uh, has an important role going forward, so maybe they will re, uh, recast. But I don't know. That's going to be a, a heavy lift if they do recast to to try to yeah. fill those shoes for sure. Well, that's one thing I I've heard from many people say is like you know they really didn't get the chance to flush out T'Challa's storyline right. within the movies. So there's so much more that they could have done and told you know storyline of 
uh, if you know this unfortunate thing that happened, you know, happened. Uh, it just goes along with 2020. It just kind of falls right in line. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I like. I mean, see, for me, uh, is it Shuri? I thought she made Black Panther. The movie itself. Yeah. I enjoyed her character equally, if not more, than King T'Challa. Yeah, she was fun and she was like brilliant. And there was a scene where they had like you know Vision on the the lab table, right? And she asked Mark Ruffalo's character, who's also supposed to be brilliant, you know, Bruce Banner. She's like, you know, why didn't you map his neural net, blah, 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 you know, the scientific jargon. And Mark Ruffalo just, you know, Bruce Banner just kind of looks at her and he was like, uh, well, we didn't think of it. <laughs> so it's like, you know, something that seems so simple and, and obvious to this brilliant person of, in Wakanda just, uh, you know, d- it didn't occur to these people who we thought were the most brilliant in the cinematic universe, you know, Tony Stark and, and Bruce Banner. So yeah. it was just kind of a moment that cemented her character as like, oh, well, here's one to watch out for. Yeah, we're going to miss that back and forth, too. Yeah. Like the back and forth between the two, like when he first walks back in and, uh, you know, mom's standing there and. Yeah, just that whole opening scene was uh, was fun. So uh, it's going to be very interesting to see where they go forward. Uh, yeah, I don't envy either the person that picks up uh, T'Challa or, you know, the Marvel casting going forward in general and whatever, you know, decisions are going to be made. Because I don't think they're going to make anybody happy with this decision. Either, yeah. You know, whatever direction they go, someone's going to be upset on, you know, the direction they go. It's going to be tough, but it's important. It's something we'll kind of keep an eye out on. I'm sure they'll... Um maybe no time soon, especially with COVID and everything with stuff still kind of ramping back up to, into production. Uh, but as soon as we hear word on whatever Disney decides to do, we'll definitely talk about it. Yeah. They were supposed to be uh, 2022 when Black Panther 2 was supposed to come out. And I think everything's been pushed at, at least a year. So it's 2023. Yeah. Uh, right now on when, you know, that movie would be released in normal circumstances. That being said, there was another movie that you and I checked out recently uh, documentary uh, straight to TV, I believe it's uh, on the HBO Max service, which you know you and I have griped about, <laughs> but we still have. Um, I have it for free, so you know it's not like I got rid of it or anything. Uh, but yeah, um, Class Action Park. What do you think of this one, dude? This was freaking crazy. <laughs> now, I mean, one of the things that drew me to it was first of all, we're Jersey kids. Yeah. And this was a Jersey park. This was a North Jersey park. But I mean, I, I I had to dig more into it. I had to watch the episode. Actually, I watched like five minutes of it and hit stop. I was like, you know what? Janessa's going to want to watch this too. <laughs> because I just I just seen her. Because she's always one of those people that won't get on any rides. Because she's like, it's going to fall apart. It's going to throw you across the park. Yeah. You know, there's a, some of the worst case scenarios that is happening in her head. Right. You know, when I'm riding on something or Zach or Skylar, just because she's just kind of not a ride person. So, like, you know what? This is the, uh, the the show for you. So, we went back and watched it. And I think I said, what the hell? At least a dozen times and looked at her. And she's looking at me in just complete and utter, like, amazement of some of the things that we learned about this park. And it's, you know what? It's definitely a park I would have been to. Oh, yeah, you would have. You would have dragged me to there, too. Oh, yeah, we would have <laughs> We would have both walked away with broken legs or <laughs> skinned up. If we were them. lucky. Oh, man, it's uh, it's crazy. Dude, so there was a few of these rides. I, I couldn't get over my eyes. Like, I mean, it starts with this, this cannonball loop. I mean, it's a, it's a water slide with a loop in it. It looks like something straight out of, like, a, a cartoon. 
Yeah, it was like a mad scientist built it, man. Like, and and you see it in it in full form, you know, on in all its glory. Apparently, it was one of the things that you first saw as you enter the park. And uh, yeah, you go down this long dark chute where you can't see anything in front of you. And you know, it starts out as seems to be a typical like tube, like a typical water ride, until you hit this loop and like you know you lose gravity and you're banging your head and your arms and your feet against yeah, you, the side of the fiberglass you better hope you're going fast enough <laughs> yeah and then you're finishing out the loop and apparently like in order to test this thing first they sent out sent down crash dummies uh until the point where you know they they had broken limbs and stuff so they had to to tweak it and then they moved on from crash dummies to actual like park employees these teenagers where he would pay him a hundred bucks a pop if they went through this thing, and they would come out with like broken teeth and all, all kinds of madness. <laughs> oh man, it was nuts! Yeah, they were saying they hosed them down with water before yeah. they even got in it they, to help them get speed, and you couldn't be too big because you'd go too fast, yeah, or too small because you wouldn't get go fast enough. So you had to be like this <laughs> perfect in between, and you had high school kids, you know, picking who was going down this thing. Like they really cared. That's what they want to see if you're going to get off it. So this guy, Gene Mulvihill, he was an ex-trader, um, day trader on the stock market, and I guess he was kind of booted out of that for you know uh, shady practices. And he's like, okay, so I'll go ahead and uh, buy up this property in Vernon, New Jersey, which everybody said was going to be like the new Vegas, the new Atlantic City. Uh, that never quite happened, but it was all this land that he bought. And uh, he turned some of it into amusement park. It was an old ski resort that he converted into uh, this uh, kind of water slide um, and uh, motor cart amusement park, action park. And his whole vision was to uh, basically, you know, where the guests would have the action in their own hands. You know, nothing was like predetermined. You would have rides, but uh, you would have to also have the skill to like go down these rides in a way that you'd be safe. (laughs) Safety was kind (laughs) of left in the hands of the patrons, which was a scary thing. Not only that, but this guy, he kind of gave the keys to the castle to all these, like, young kids. Like, teenagers would be hired on at, like, 13, 14 years old, you know, work 46-hour work weeks, uh, and then eventually get promoted, and they'd be, like, you know, director of safety, and it'd be some, like, 19-year-old, you know, douchebag (laughs) back in, like, 1978. (laughs) And none of them cared. They were all doing drugs and having sex in this park, and uh, it was just a madhouse. Oh, yeah, they said there was a shack in the back. That was like a place where they put like their stuff and it just smelled like, you know, sweat and weed and people would just go back there and just have a good old time. And they're like, like, well, man, I wouldn't even want to sit back there, let alone do that in there. <laughs> yeah. Insane that this guy let the park get to that point and all the other uh, different attractions he put in it. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, first go back to that cannonball loop. At one point, they were saying there were people coming out of it with random like like scratches and like cuts on them. Yeah. And they were like, well, you're going down this fiberglass tube. I mean, you're going to get them. They found out when they opened up the escape hatch, because there's a hatch on top, that a lot of people didn't make it through the loop, and they had to get them out. There was teeth in the tube from prior people that were cutting them. So they had to remove that before they can actually continue with the ride. It was, uh, oh, that's... (laughs) I don't even want to think about it. It's gruesome, man. Let me see. Then there was a Tarzan swing. The Tarzan swing is a fun one to me because I can, I can, I have a little bit of experience with water that is so cold, it sucks the breath out of you immediately. Yeah. And I, I've told this story quite a few times. And I, I know you know about it. Uh, jumping off the bridge at City Park in Millville. But uh, we used to do it periodically uh, right around Thanksgiving. And the water is so cold in the Mars River at that time of year that once you hit it, I, I you couldn't breathe. <laughs> 
it's like all of a sudden you're just you basically get like you're in panic mode. Yeah. You have to get out of the water just because you can't breathe, you can't swim, your body's going in shock. And that's what they were saying that this Tarzan swing was like. Because it was a natural runoff from the mountain. So you, your body is standing in line with all these other bodies, and it's like 100 degrees, and then you're flipping in this water that may be 50 degrees? <laughs> yeah. So it's that immediate like shock. And it's not just that, though. They were saying people were swinging off this that couldn't hold up their body weight. Yep. So the minute they left the, the actual like platform, they just... This fell. Face plant. Yeah, and they were hurting themselves doing that. And, and then, you know, people were egging them on. So, you know, people are doing, like, backflips <laughs> and front, you know, all this stuff. And they're saying they're, people were, like, get, flipping out and body parts were coming out purposely so they can, you know, give people a show. And, man, a good beer in there. That, that sounds like a good time. I'm just <laughs> hey, man, it was a different time. Like, uh, they, they do had a party back then, I guess. Different times these days. Yeah, this is one though, that someone actually died on. Believe it or not, no one died on the Cannonball Loop. Right. Everyone walked away from that one, you know, maybe in pieces, but they walked away. The uh, Tarzan swing, uh, one person died on it uh, due to a heart attack. I think likely because of the water, the shock to the body, and, and boom, they were uh, pretty much just gone yeah i mean speaking of which there were actually multiple deaths you would think that one death would kind of be enough to really put the kibosh on on something like this but there were multiple deaths uh in action park um a couple of which took place in the uh, the wave pool which they nicknamed the grave pool which uh, basically it was just over capacity they would have too many people in there and the water was just too turbulent, and the water was just too murky. They, they listed out why the water was so murky, and they said, well, it was probably because of uh, feces and, and gore from, like, blood. And it was some <laughs> of the uh, runoff, the dirt from the mountain, like, just, just, and, and oh, and sunscreen, you know. <laughs> People would get the sunscreen in the water. Just, like, so gross. Why would anybody go in there? Yeah, no, there's no way in the world you're getting me in that thing. And then he had to stop it every 20 minutes so the lifeguards can check the bottom of the pool to make sure there's no bodies yeah, there. Yeah, just every few minutes, just to make sure there's no bodies at the bottom of it. I mean, they were saying these lifeguards were saving 30 people a day. You know, at a traditional, like, water park, it's one to one to three a year. Yeah. This is 30 a day. Oh, <laughs> uh, People, they were saying people are going in these areas, these, like, the wave point or thing that can't swim. Right. So, I mean, they're just, I mean... Part of it just stupidity. If if I can't swim, I'm not going in someone that could drown me. But uh, it's I don't know. It's it's experience, I guess. I don't know what teenagers in the late '70s and '80s were doing, but they were pretty nihilistic. They were just like, uh, yeah, I don't care if I can't. Uh, I don't care if I can't swim. I'm going to this water. <laughs> They're like, this is all part of the experience. <laughs> oh man! Now the funny thing is, uh, since we were from Jersey, I went ahead and uh, put a SOS out on Facebook uh, to some family and friends from back from Jersey to see if anyone's heard of this place. And I got a response. I have a uh, cousin Jeff and Jeanette uh, that actually went there and they've done the Tarzan swing uh, multiple times. They said they got there. They weren't there very long. A lightning storm broke out. So basically a six hour you know, round trip for maybe about two hours of time there. Yeah. But they, they walked away with, um, well, they walked away, but Jeanette was saying actually they were there and actually somebody left uh, with a broken limb. So they seen someone get like actually hurt there. Wow. Which is, uh, which is great. Which is, I mean, I, I gave him total on Facebook. So that's, that's right in line with what I just seen. Yeah. So you guys were basically, you know, cooperating the story. Yeah. Just uh, kind of co-signed it. Yeah. I mean, according to the documentary, it was like an everyday thing, people getting injured. Yeah. And the thing was, uh, if I remember it with the documentary, it was like the state and federal laws made it easy for Motor Hill to actually cover up the injuries that were taking place actually at the park. Right. 
It was up to him to decide on what was a serious injury and what wasn't and what was reported and what wasn't. And that's how that park went under the radar as long as it did. Yeah, apparently it was a large employer there in Vernon, New Jersey, and a lot of stuff was looked the other way because the money was rolling in. Yeah, they were bringing jobs and everything for everyone, so you know everyone didn't didn't quite care. Out of towners were coming in town and getting hurt. So what? <laughs> I mean, to the point <laughs> to the point where they had to get their own ambulance set up, where the local you know, volunteer firefighters couldn't even respond enough anymore. Yeah, they were like, oh, look, we're spending most of our time coming to Action Park. Like, we can't do this anymore. We have a whole town to visit. So you guys need to do this on your own. <laughs> you need to figure something out. So they get a spray. We're going to spray it out. <laughs> <laughs> First aid spray. Just like oh, Resident yeah, Evil. Just uh, to cure all. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, man. I mean, we, we can actually go on. I mean, they got the boat rides. What they were saying was just, you know, water slicked with gasoline uh, they it was the, the alpine uh, downhill like like track with the, the break in the middle that was yeah. well you're lucky if you got a break it was more just kind of hold on you know, pucker up and go type <laughs> type of setup uh, that that's one actually now this is where uh some one of the I think this was the first death uh one of they they say it depends on the article you read it says an employee of the park now that's how an article reads through the documentary it was a prior employee the prior season. Of the ski resort, not the what, not and not actual action park. Yeah, and that's how he covered that one up. Basically, it was you know on this alpine thing, there was no break, and it threw him off. And they were supposed to remove these rocks, and he went airborne and he hit these rocks, and uh, it was basically a, a head wound that that took this kid. And it was it was crazy, and he's kind of swept under the carpet like it was no big deal. Yeah, this guy was uh, well, he didn't care anything about these kids' safety uh, clearly, and he had more than one death under his belt and was responsible for that and kept everything in operation as it stood. I mean, it'd be one thing if there was a tragic death one time and he fixed the park and everything was uh, good from there, you know, just as like a learning lesson. But I mean, you think after the first death, but no, I mean, there were multiple deaths over multiple years at this place. And uh, it seems like the guy just didn't care as long as he got his money. Yeah. Even if the, like these families tried to sue, uh, lawyers stopped taking the actual cases because there was no, I mean, you can, you can beat them and win, but there's no getting the money from them. the only time these people got the money is when the actual like sheriff's and everyone went to the park and took it right out of the register. Wow. That was the only way they were getting the money. Like if they actually went there and removed the money. So a lot of these like lawyers stopped taking the cases just for that reason by itself. I think even the park itself, the uh, the city tried to to shut them down, uh, and he just rather than doing anything else, he stopped paying taxes. He stopped paying everything on the place until he got to be such a thorn in their side. They just got rid of him. They said, "No, it's yours. Bye. We want nothing more to do with you." Which is <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. You know, How does that happen? Uh, I do not know. I mean, there's some inclinations in the documentary that he maybe had some ties to the mob. I mean, it was New Jersey, right? Uh, North Jersey, yeah. Yeah, North Jersey at that. Uh, so I don't know. You know, jury's out. We don't have enough information there to say one way or the other. But Donald Trump even said no to this place. Oh, yeah. Think about how crazy that is. Trump said, no, I want nothing to do with this place. <laughs> yeah, he was like, this place is too crazy even for me. <laughs> that's oh, that's astonishing by itself. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah, what, five deaths in there? And it kept on going, too. The deaths didn't close it down. It was more, it just ran its course. Yeah. It's like people didn't care anymore. Like the, my cousin Jeff was like, you know, he got there and he, he called the place stupid. He didn't even, he didn't enjoy it. I mean, I think there it was some, it's more of a, I think it lives on in folklore. Right. Almost more than how much it, you know, people actually enjoyed it when it was actually opened. 
Yeah, it sounded like a miserable experience. I mean, when they were talking about it, I mean, it's just you're walking around on this like black asphalt pavement, and uh, people said that you would get uh, chopped meat feet just because from oh. walking around all day on this hot pavement. And, uh, you know, and, and people got all these, like, you know, road rash burns and stuff because they'd be dressed in, like, bathing suits and then end up, like, falling into the dirt and into the pavement and all these scrapes and cuts. And it just sounded like a, an awful time to me. But I don't know. People were different back then. I don't know about how different. I mean, that's just stupid at a certain level. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to drive by Six Flags to get to that place. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I was just astonished. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, they were, I don't think I said only had two people, you know, mentioned that they've actually seen or knew of the place. I think my mom was even like, what are you talking about? What, what is that? I was like, oh, okay, you know nothing of it. I thought maybe she'll know a little more, but uh, yeah, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, so we definitely recommend uh, checking out Class Action Park. That's on HBO Max. Uh, another streaming service, Apple TV. Um, apparently, they have a pretty good show that's out right now called Ted Lasso, right? Yeah, Ted Lasso. I mean, I'm a big, uh, a big soccer fan. I mean, I'm watching it. You know, European leagues and you know our domestic leagues here, and it's it's about like a a college coach basically, and it's not even a big league. You know, the one of the big power five conferences gets a job as a soccer coach on one of the premier league teams and it's definitely has the feelings of like a major league yeah so it's kind of like you know the owner is a female her husband was uh, cheated on her she got the team she wants to go ahead and get the team like relegated and i think sell them or or whatever the case is i'm not i'm not that far and i'm about well no i'm about halfway through the season but they really haven't touched too much in that because it's all been about the coach yeah and they're actually finding out they've got like the head like reporter over there, you know, basically laughing at him, then spent a day with him and realized like how much of a genuinely nice person he is. And he says his opinion still is you know, the team will be relegated, but he won't uh, be happy about it because of how much of a nice person he is. So it's it definitely has those feelings of a, you know, a major league in, you know, a different type of sport. But uh, I, I say all that because I went ahead and I tweeted out, you know, on Apple TV, you know, watching Ted Lasso, extremely funny, definitely, you know. Go ahead and recommend it. And I'm like, you know what? I went ahead and tagged it to the show and then our podcast and just kind of sent it out there in the, the Twitterverse. And I got a like from the most, not I won't say bizarre, but most unlikely place I ever thought I'd get a like from. Jason Sudeikis went ahead and liked my tweet. Now, he's the main character and he's also the, the, the director of the show. But I mean, yeah, even though I tagged it, you know, you, you put the name of the show on there. It's, it's going to go out there and who knows who's going to see it. The fact that he's seen it and liked it blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jason Sudeikis, he plays uh, Ted Lasso. And uh, man, when you showed me that he liked the tweet, that was uh, that was pretty cool. Well, our podcast got some recognition for recognizing his work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that was awesome! I mean, we even talked about that. I mean, our, our Twitter it got another one too. I don't even know if I told you about this one. No, uh, class act, class action park. The the director, the co director of that show. Yeah, went ahead and liked my tweet too about it. Oh, excellent, man! So, so you I got just two- keep watching stuff and tweeting about it. There we go. Just make sure we tag the show on it, and we're, uh, we'll keep on getting a little more action each year. You know, class action. <laughs> you know, hopefully not. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I never thought I'd see, like, people that actually are making the products, the things we're enjoying, go ahead and like a comment that we put out on there that, I mean, obviously it's positive. Or I'm not going to put anything negative on there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not a lot of warm and fuzzies when you're hating on something. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, well, speaking of Twitter, how many followers are we at now? 
Uh, we're at about 930. Oh, boy. I wonder if we could put the challenge out there to hit 1,000 by our next episode. Oh, I can throw that out there in the Twitterverse and see uh, see what becomes of it. That, that would be that'd be pretty big. I know we, we were moving fast at one point. Right. And it's kind of, we're still growing, but not at the, the speed we were. I think all the shows out there that are like in our area, like in the groups that we're in, we all, I think we all like each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think we almost topped out in that area. But uh, what do you think? Is it time, you know, to jump on the top of that cannonball loop, go on down it right into the cheesy and just hope to God we make it around the loop? Oh, God. Yeah. Let's crash right into the cheesy. <laughs> I love it. I'll go first. I got one here. Go for it. You know, recently I heard some bad news where I've come down with this awful disease where I can't stop telling airport jokes. Okay. My doctor says it's terminal. <laughs> I read that one, and I didn't see it coming. <laughs> well, mine, mine's definitely a low-brow one. I'll give you a heads up on that one. All right. Um, why can't farts get a decent education? Uh, why not? Because they're always getting expelled. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got a laugh and an okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if either of us are getting uh, you know, the crickets this week. No, we both that, laughed. That was a pleasant okay. That was funny. So, yeah, go ahead and visit dadnarock.com. Of course, you're going to find past episodes. You're going to find links to all our social media pages, including YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, and you're also going to find the link. Don't forget about our shop. It's uh, pretty new. We don't haven't had the chance to plug it too much just yet. But you can find Dad in a Rock merchandise. Get yourself a T-shirt. Get yourself a mug. Uh, all kinds of things on there. Yeah, it's over at Tee Public. Uh, that's uh, I mean, I've got my shirt. I was rocking it. I, I've actually turned my advertising shirt into a new follower of the show. Oh, really? How'd that the, happen? Uh, the owner of our local swim club that Skyler goes to. I was wearing it there because uh, she went ahead and had her first swim class back this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And we were just kind of talking, and uh, he noticed my shirt, and we started talking about Dad and Rock, and he went ahead right in front of me, downloaded the show. He said that's exactly the type of thing he looks to listen to, so uh, we got us another listener right there and then because of the shirt. Oh, excellent. Networking <laughs> through apparel. I love it. Hopefully yeah, he didn't download our first episode. No, he actually went ahead and he's a big boys fan, the boys fan. Okay. So since we went ahead and we were plugging our episode 11, the boys from last season, uh, he went ahead and downloaded that one for, you know, from us. And I said, that's episode 11. We're on episode like 50 something now. Yeah. So I said, listen to that one and then check out some of our newer stuff. Yeah. Speaking of the boys, it is out now, at least the first three episodes, they dropped kind of over this hectic weekend. Um, I think uh, that should be something that you and I will be talking about in the near future. Oh, absolutely, dude! <laughs> I stayed up and I watched all three of them that in one shot. And man, I can't wait for Friday. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. I need to catch up, but we're definitely gonna be covering the first three episodes of The Boys season two. Well, I think that's a good place as ever for Dad Rock to go ahead and sign off for the evening. I said uh, good night, everybody. Wakanda forever. <laughs> <laughs>